Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. And good morning, everyone, and welcome to Real Presence Live. We are broadcasting from Queen of Peace Parish, the beautiful Queen of Peace Parish in Dickinson, North Dakota, in the Diocese of Bismarck. My name is Mike Kidrowski, and I'm here with uh, co-host Amanda Ellerkamp. Good morning, Amanda. Good morning, Mike. How are you? I am well. It uh, is the first day of winter out there. It's the shortest day of the year. The days get longer after this, and, uh, you know, there's a lot of positive in that. <laughs> yes, amen to that. We'll, we'll take all the sunshine we can get here in southwest North Dakota. So. Indeed. And it's so, not too bad out there today. Does it no, feel all that wintry in no, Dickinson it doesn't, this No, it doesn't feel wintry at all. It, uh, we are, have been blessed with the weather this year, and we're so glad that the, uh, you know, Monsignor uh, Richter, and the staff at Queen of Peace Parish, uh, thank you for your hospitality this morning and getting us all set up. We have the portable studio set up here at the Queen of Peace offices. And uh, we have, as our first guest, we have seminarian from Dickinson, North Dakota, Isaiah Jillick. And good morning, Isaiah. Good morning, Mike. How are you doing? I am blessed uh, abundantly, Isaiah, and thank you for being on the show this morning. But First of all, folks, like uh, we always do, we're going to uh, start off with opening prayer, and Isaiah has uh, agreed to lead us. Go ahead, Isaiah. Sounds good. Thank you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Holy Spirit, Spirit, amen. amen. Come, Holy Spirit, come into our thoughts, our words, and our actions in this day and in this interview. May all our actions be with the end goal of revealing Jesus Christ the Father's only Son. May all our actions in our lives make us a clear lantern that the light of Christ may shine through and bring others closer to you and the Holy Trinity. Holy Spirit, we love you, we honor you, we adore you, and we look forward to the coming of Jesus Christ, whom you gave to Mary. Please, Holy Spirit, guide us throughout this day. And of course, with all things, we cannot get uh, to Jesus without Mary. So let us pray, Hail Mary, full of grace. Full of grace. The Lord, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou. Among women. And blessed and is blessed the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners. Now of our death. Amen. Well, name, name the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Isaiah, thank you very much for the beautiful prayer. And thank you for joining us on A Real Presence Live this morning. Uh, not only do we have seminary and uh, Isaiah Jillick with us this morning, uh, we have uh, Monsignor Thomas Richter will be joining us in just a few minutes, followed by seminarian Ryan Martyr-Ray. And then we'll close the show with uh, some uh, other dynamic guests. Father Keith Streifel and Dr. James Brook will be joining us at the uh, final half-hour segment. So uh, right now we have seminarian Isaiah Jellick with us this morning. 
Uh, Isaiah, time flies unbelievably fast. I could not believe that you are, you are at your two-and-a-half-year mark in your seminarian studies. Yeah, I can't believe it myself. <laughs> well, uh, for those of you, uh, for those our listeners that don't uh, know of you, Isaiah, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. So I was born and raised in Dickinson, North Dakota, uh, raised in a Catholic family, a uh, prisoner of St. Wenceslaus Church. Um, I grew up going to Catholic school my whole life. In fact, uh, Ms. Zellerkamp was my religion teacher in high school at Trinity High School. Here, here. Uh, All right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yes, I uh, grew up uh, Catholic. Uh, my family did ca- uh, night prayer uh, every single night together, went to confession every two weeks, uh, son- uh, mass every Sunday. So really, really a blessed upbringing. Um, and now I'm currently studying at St. John Paul II Seminary in Washington, D.C., wow. and attending classes through the Catholic University of America. Wow. Incredible. Uh, yeah, uh, really, really amazing, Isaiah, and great to have you on this morning. It always does a religion teacher's heart good uh, to, uh, uh, <laughs> to touch base with former students, particularly indeed. Uh, our fine seminarians, which we have several from Trinity, which is really incredible, really incredible. So um, it's, you know, knowing your family and knowing you, you know, your faith upbringing, as you said, was really a, a dynamic and strong um, part of your life. And so I'm wondering if, you know, this idea of the priesthood, was that kind of something that was always present to you or, you know, just knowing that that was an option? Kind of how did that play into uh, your path of entering the seminary? Yeah, so when I was little, I actually thought about the priesthood a lot when I was very young. Um, I really, when I go to Mass, I loved imagining that I'd be the one giving the homilies um, or that I'd be the priest up there. Um, so in elementary school, uh, I also, I, um, yeah, really found an, attra- an attraction to that. Um, and it also gave an easy out for whenever someone was, uh, accused me of having a crush on somebody. I was like, nope, it's going to be a priest. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> that was, uh, that was definitely, uh, there from the start. But, uh, in high school, I definitely went through some dark times in which the call, uh, kind of fell away, um, in that. Uh, I didn't really stick and believe in my faith as much as I should have in my uh, freshman and sophomore year of high school. So there was a couple of years there where I really uh, didn't know if I believed in God or not. Uh, but praise God, He brought me back uh, junior year of uh, my junior year of high school uh, in in some pretty big ways. Uh, um, and it, within two years, He made me go from not sure if He existed to wanting to serve Him mm. for my whole life. So yeah, wow. that was uh, a big grace. That's really beautiful, really beautiful. So, uh, you know, it's always good, I think, for people to hear that that, you know, that idea of seminary and being a priest was there for you, even in elementary school, you know, that that was there and you were even willing to verbalize that. You know, and that maybe tongue in cheek sort of way. But um, so, you know, when that call kind of resurfaced for you in your second half of your high school year, you know, mm-hmm. can you share with our listeners a little bit about, you know, what was that like of that resurfacing? What were those steps? You know, what did you do with that to get to where you're at now? Yeah, so it was really beautiful. I was really grateful. Um, our now vocations director, Father Josh, had just become our chaplain at Trinity mm-hmm. High School and had a religion class with him. And uh, his religion class really started to help me see why uh, we believe what we believe is Catholic. He taught a lot, a lot about Catholic morality, and he also had us read a book called uh, St. John Paul the Great uh, and His Five Loves. 
And in reading that book, I start feeling these desires once again uh, enkindled. Um, and not really uh, understanding it yet, because I was just actually uh, kind of coming back to the prayer for the first time um, in, in a while, that uh, I thought I was just really, really enjoying this great book. Um, but as I was reading this book and praying again, and also actually paying attention in a religion class. I'm so sorry, Mrs. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> the truth comes out. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> um, but like paying attention, seeing the richness of the faith, um, really started to ignite uh, this fire in me, this uh, deep desire for more. And one time, uh, Father Dash was gone for a week, and he played us a movie called Carol Boitiwa, The Man Who Became Pope, mm-hmm. um, a movie about St. John Paul II uh, leading up to his papal election. And it was during this movie uh, that I was watching it, and I saw um, a priest ministering to these people uh, when it was communist Poland, and the secrecy and the fight that he had to do, uh, ending up giving his life up in the end. I felt this great desire stir within me, and I just looked up uh, to the sky, and I closed my eyes in my head. I said, God, if you want me to be a priest, I'll be a priest. And immediately, this deep sense of joy just washed over me. It literally felt like water flowing from my head to my toes. Um, I wanted to get up, jump, and dance. Uh, in class, wow. And then I, you know, I was like, oh, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I started going to Father Dash, and I started talking to my mom, uh, and going asking, like, how do I know when God is talking to me? As if it wasn't obvious in that moment. <laughs> um, and through that, I started going to the chapel every day. Uh, St. John Paul II Chapel at Trinity, um, and so that became the highlight of my day. Um, I go every day for about 10 minutes, uh, only 5 to 10 minutes, and I looked forward to, uh, looked forward to it greatly, I, um, and while I was in it, I was just filled with joy. Um, and so that, uh, that kind of really set me off on, yeah, I, I want to do this, this is beautiful, and I was filled with this uplifting joy when I was uh, ready to give myself. Well, folks, uh, uh, if you're just joining us, uh, we're broadcasting live from Cunipis Parish in Dickinson, North Dakota. That's the Diocese of Bismarck. And uh, my name is Mike Kidrowski. I'm here with Amanda Ellerkamp, and we're visiting with seminarian Isaiah Jillick from Dickinson, North Dakota. Uh, he's uh, home on break, and uh, he's two and a half years into the seminary. Uh, now, <clears throat> Isaiah, uh, there are... Uh, uh, lots of uh, young folks uh, across the network listening right now, and and uh, yeah. what uh, if if a young man uh, is uh, receiving his a call and not knowing if it uh, what to do? What uh, what what advice do you have for him? Yeah, a couple things. One, uh, get out of your head. Uh-huh. It can be uh-huh. easy when he's feeling these attractions and desires to start thinking about everything. Like, uh-huh. oh, i got to do this, and about this and this. And, st- and um, it becomes this non-relational uh, intellectual activity where you're not thinking of God, you're not thinking of your life, you're just you're thinking of all these problems in your head. So relating these feelings and desires back to God instead of just thinking about it, turning it into prayer will be something that's super helpful. Um, so it's like, okay, instead of going, oh, I'm feeling these desires, what do I do? going, Jesus, I'm feeling these desires. What do you want me to do? Um, And then actually sitting quietly and listening. Mm -hmm. Um, So many times I would say, Jesus, what do you want me to do? And then start thinking about what he wanted me to do, rather than actually waiting for an answer. Um, So yeah, uh, kind of not getting in your own head and thinking about it, and just 
surrendering it to God, going, Jesus, I want what you want, and then uh, sitting with him peacefully and receiving that. Um, and then also being attentive to, your, uh, to their desires. God works in our desires. And so many people go, I've got this great desire for seminary, but I don't know if God's calling me there. And it's like, well, I, <laughs> there's very few people who feel a great call to seminary without actually, uh, who feel a great desire towards seminary without actually being called. So that, that in and of itself is a great sign. So, yeah, mm-hmm. pay attention to your desires, and then always relate them back to God. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I'll go with that. Yeah, that's really, I think, great sound uh, advice, Isaiah, you know, for that calling to the priesthood, but it's just that idea of discernment in our life and prayer. And um, and as you were sharing, too, about, you know, kind of rekindling that call and what you did with that, just that idea of openness kept coming to me of being open to God's call, being open to what he's saying to you in prayer and um, being docile to that spirit, which is a really beautiful um, gift and, and to see where God leads us in that. Uh, so with the last couple of minutes here, I'm wondering if you can just tell us a little bit about what has seminary been like these first two and a half years? You're out at the Catholic University of America in Washington, D.C. Um, you know, what What are you learning? What is What have maybe you've enjoyed? What was surprising to you? Yeah, so um, it was, uh, it's kind of been a crazy couple of years, especially with COVID, uh, yeah, hitting, sure. my first, uh, hitting my first semester. Um, but it's been really beautiful in that I'm studying philosophy, um, and uh, that's, that's a really beautiful study because you start uh, thinking about these higher things um, that kind of teaches you how to think properly. Um, so learning philosophy has been really beautiful. Um, some of the great gifts have definitely easily been uh, Holy Hour every day, Mass every day, um, Rosary every day, and especially the fraternity at the seminary. You will not mm. be it without at the seminary. And you, it will be greater friendships than you ever could have imagined to have existed. So I would say that has, was a surprising and beautiful gift, uh, just how loved you feel there. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, I know uh, in uh, visiting, getting to know the priests across our network in five states, uh, you know, they, they have a... Uh, a brotherhood, a fraternity that's unbelievable. We uh, visiting with folks in uh, uh, Rapid City who went to semin- uh, a seminary with uh, priests in Dickinson, uh, Fargo, and the uh, the the brotherhood, the friendships, the fraternity that they have is just unbelievable. Isaac, um, we we have about one more minute left, uh, Isaiah. Uh, any 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 final thoughts? Um. Yeah, just, uh, I'm really extremely grateful for, for all God has done in my life. I've seen sin put to death and virtue come to life, uh, and my heart has been changed uh, abundantly. So I'm extremely grateful, and I pray that mm. all the listeners may uh, have that deep relationship with God that will fill their life with this deep and unbelievable joy uh, that, they, that they seek. That's very, very beautiful. Uh, Isaiah, it's been great to visit with you, and I'm, I'm glad to hear you get to be home and spend a little time with your family over Christmas here, and um, maybe uh, get to see you in, in D.C. in a few weeks when we come out for the March for Life. Usually we get to reconnect. That's wonderful. Ah, that's great. That's great, Isaiah. No, Isaiah, know of our continued prayers for you, my good man, and you... Uh, are awesome. Thanks for carving out some time for us. Know of our prayers and all the best to you, my friend. Thank you very much, Mike. I appreciate it. All right. Uh, Folks, coming up uh, in our next segment, uh, we return with Monsignor Thomas Richter. Uh, He will be here sharing on how to win souls for Christ 
and uh, never me- and it was never meant to be complicated. All right, don't go away. We'll be right back. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. 